Hi everyone, you've probably heard of the verse, taste and see that the Lord is good, severally, and if you haven't, well, it's a good thing you're here now. And we can all relate to the feeling of trying out new food or music or TV shows and actually loving it and you're just like, I can't believe I've been sleeping on this this whole time. And that's why Matthew Henry's commentary of the verse says that it's all about discovery and enjoying, meaning that the same way you discover new music or food and you actually end up enjoying it and loving it, the same principle applies here. And the verse goes on to say, blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Therefore, it reads, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. And man, when I tell you that that verse is loaded, because the Lord is telling us, if you take refuge in me, I will bless you, meaning that will make you happy. I'll make you fortunate in health and wealth, and I will make you worth being envied. All you need to do is take refuge in me. And taking refuge is basically running or going to a place for protection or shelter against troubles or wrangles. Therefore, the Lord is saying, when it's raining, I'll be the shelter you need. When the world wants to devour you, this is where you get your protection. When the sea is wavy, this is where you drop your anchor. All you have to do is take refuge in me so that you don't need to go back to those places or to those people who can neither sustain you or hold you because I'm the one you need, the only one you need. All you have to do take refuge in me. And taking refuge in God in this circumstance is basically giving your heart to him and consequently your life. And I believe in this verse, the Lord is just telling us, try me like you've tried sex, you've tried drugs, you've tried talking to people as a coping mechanism. And where has all that led you? Back to me. And the thing about taking refuge somewhere is that you don't get to go back to the place where you are fleeing from. This thing is so serious that in some countries it's actually a policy. For example, Germany. Because if that place you were running from was actually good for you or habitable in any way, then you wouldn't have needed to run away from it. But you did because that was the right thing to do. So why look back? Why kid yourself or why clown yourself that this time it will actually be better or you'll have more control or that you'll be more careful? The Bible doesn't say seek refuge in me until a time when you're able to do it on your own. It doesn't say that because you can't do it on your own. And this just reminds me of this preaching by Pastor Mike Todd where he talks about the analogy that runs through the Old and the New Testament where God is characterized as our shepherd and as his sheep. And he goes on to give three characteristics of sheep. Number one is sheep can't navigate for themselves. They can't give themselves direction. Similarly, if you were allowed to steer your life however you want, in the end, you probably won't like the destination you've ended up in because that's not the correct direction for you because he knows exactly where you need to get and exactly how you need to get there. And that's why we need our shepherd. That's why we need Christ in our lives to navigate us, to direct us towards the correct thing. The second characteristic of sheep that you need to know is sheep can't bear heavy burdens. You've never walked around and seen someone strap up a sheep with luggage and use it as a form of transportation from point A to point B. Why? Because they can't bear burdens. And the same applies to you. In this life, there are some things that life will throw at you that you may not have the bandwidth to take them. But my Bible says that he gives us the strength and the power to endure. And third characteristic of sheep that Pastor Mike gave is that sheep cannot protect themselves. And boo-boo, Neither can you. But my Bible says that the shepherd seeks out the sheep and rescues them from the day cloud and the thick darkness. That's the kind of God we have. And that's exactly when we need to give our lives to him. Because he's the one who can protect us. He's the one who can bear our burdens. He's the one who can direct us to exactly where we need to go. That's why we need to trust him. And I know some of us are probably watching this and are like, I don't need this. I've already given my life to Christ. I've already taken refuge in him. But does every aspect of your life reflect your relationship with God? 
Or is it just some of it or most of it? <laughs> and this just reminds me of this preaching by Pastor Bree Davis of the Same Same Transformation Church. Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing today. Paraphrasing preachings to make my point. Anyway, Pastor Bree was using the parable of the sower where Jesus talks about this farmer who was sowing seeds indiscriminately on his farm. And the Bible says that some seeds fell on a footpath with no soil. Some fell on rocky ground with little soil. Some fell on soil that contains thorns. Some fell on good soil. And as Jesus elaborated on this parable, he said that the seeds that fell on a footpath with no soil represented those of us who hear the message of God, the good gospel of him, but immediately the enemy comes at once and takes it all away. But the thing you need to realize about footpaths is they weren't always footpaths. They were once fertile grounds. They were once somewhere you could plant. No farmer or no landowner partitions his land and is like, this is the route that each and every person who decides to crisscross my land will use. No. It is usually one person walked on it, then another person walked on it, then another and another, and after a while it became hard and infertile that even the landowner redefined it as a footpath. And it's at this point that Pastor Bree asked, what are the footpaths in your life? What are those areas in your life where people have walked all over you for so long that you've actually defined them as footpaths? Places where your faith doesn't even go anymore. Places where you don't even pray about anymore. Because I believe that the Lord is telling some of you that you need to stop limiting my power to some areas in your life. Because if the same God, who by his one word, the earth still stands still today, maybe, just maybe, your finances are not that big a deal. Maybe, before you quit on that relationship, take it to God. Because God knows them more than you. God knows you more than you. All I'm trying to say is all those places where we can refer to them as damaged ground, God is saying that you need to take, you need to bring them to me. This is where the healing is, and I'm the only one who can change that. You get? So what am I trying to say in all these words? Is that the Lord is good. For sure. Giving my life to him is the best decision I've ever made because it has changed me from the inside out. I'm no longer the person I can be, but I'm no longer the person I used to be. And before I could be able to make all these videos telling people how good he is, how great he is, how he's a sustainer, I had to try him first. And I tasted him and I can tell you for sure that he is good.